When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Can I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Bigger, bigger. We've done that f- thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Well, strange times indeed, it seems. Nothing is as it should be, or if you're a Liverpool fan, as you expect it to be. I mean, Everton beating Liverpool on Anfield. Last week, oi, oi, really? Oi, what are you at? Well, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Keys and Gray podcast. I am Richard Keys. This is Andy Gray. And forgive us for a little self-indulgence this week on the pod. When your co-host is a toffee legend, then what else can you do? And 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 to compound that, we shall very shortly be joined by another. Um, it's not all Everton, I promise you, but but for the most part. In a week that's been an extraordinary for the football club, why not? Anyway, thank you for taking time to listen. Do subscribe on whatever platform that you get your pods on. That way we can just appear ready for you when you want to listen. Follow us on Insta and Twitter at Keys and Grey Pod. Spell it out in its entirety. Keys and A-N-D Grey Pod. New listeners every week, Andy, from all over the world. It's, I, I think, only respectful of us to say specifically hello to them um, so, so here we go. Another little quiz. Um, where am I? I am one of the oldest nautical heritage sites in the world. Oh, no, nope. wow. okay. a bit like no, a bit like you, Andy. This place is very expensive. A pint will cost you on average ten British pounds. Uh, I have an opera house. Well, that could be anywhere. I that have could an be opera house <laughs> where you can climb on the roof. No, not Sydney. Uh, my beauty is helped by a fjord or two. Vikings built my past. The answer, of course, uh, is Oslo in Norway. And I suspect that's got a lot to do with the fact that Jan Algafiotov was our guest a couple of weeks ago. So, welcome, yeah, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, welcome, Takska Duha. Uh, that is, thank you to all our friends in Norway. And you're very welcome. Now, um, normally we'd and, have... And a... if there's any, just a minute, Richard, if there's any, any in Sweden 
I would like to say Takamike. That means thank you very much in Swedish. <laughs> Normally, we would talk for 15 or 20 minutes and then introduce our guest. But I, I have to hold my hands up. We're, we're recording Thursday night. I, I promised him that we would call him about 8 a.m. Uh, US. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, I've got my math slightly wrong. So he's been up since 8.30. Uh, time now in Minnesota is about 11.30. And our guest <laughs> is... Yeah. Well, is, he should be up. He should be is, up. Is the head anyway. What's he on about? At Minnesota. He, he is uh, another legend uh, from, from Goodison. Adrian Heath, Inchi, how are you? I'm great, guys. How are you two? We're, we're good, but I am well, slightly embarrassed. Very well, Inchi. And I'm, I'm very apologetic. No, I'm really sorry. Inchi. Yeah. Inchi, yeah. why are you not up at 8.30 in the morning? Why are you complaining about getting up at 8.30? You should be up, fella. By the way, I was at work at eight thirty. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I was up at six thirty, up two foot of snow, minus twenty degrees, and still out and about. <laughs> is that is that true? You've got two feet of snow at the minute. Yeah, yeah. This is the, you know, it's a bit difficult this time of year, but it makes up for it. Spring, summer, and fall. But uh, I've got to say, it is pretty cold, guys. I'm I'm fascinated, Inchi, by your by your new lifestyle. Give it give us a, a flavor of what life is like. Well, obviously I've been here thirteen years now in the States. I made a conscious decision that I thought the game was going to take off in the US, which it has, which it is, still growing. And I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I'd uh, had the disappointment of the Coventry situation where I still believe Mr. Keys, I should have been given the job. Uh, 100%. But, yeah, you you know my done. feelings on should that. Have done. I, I, should I have. concur entirely. Yeah, so, yeah. so the, the timing of it was that I, I got the opportunity to go to Orlando. We turned that into an MLS club. We had an incredible success in six and a yeah, half hold on, years. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All too quick. We turned it into. I mean, yeah. what was it when you got it? Oh, we didn't have anything. You know, I, I remember saying to my wife and my son, uh, let's go to America. We've got an opportunity. And my son, being as football crazy as I was, he went, what's the team called? I went, we haven't got a name yet. Where do we play? Well, we haven't got a stadium yet. Have we got a training ground? Well, we haven't got a training ground yet. So that was, that was what it was. It was basically a sort of pipe dream, if you like, from the owner, who was a, Phil Rollins, who was a, a director of Stoke City, and he's been in America for many years. So we decided to have a go at it. But anyway, we started to make it more and more successful at the sort of USL level, which is sort of championship, first division level. And eventually we started, we won the title a couple of times and crowds started to get up and eventually MLS took an interest in it because obviously there was no other team in Florida at the time. And this is pre into Miami. And um yeah, it went incredibly well. You know, opening day, 66,000 people there. Wow. And they've built wow. their own stadium now, and it's gone well. And so, obviously, the Brazilians took over, and then it started to change, and they decided they want to go to change the direction, and we, we sort of left the MLS plan halfway through the three-year project. And um, and then I ended up here in Minnesota, and, and I have to say it was the, the best thing that ever happened to me because – I have been able to do what we set out to do, which was build a football club from completely nothing. And when I look at the training facility I'm in now, I look at the brand new Allianz Stadium, um, the fact that we've got the academy up and running now. So you imagine, Andy, Rich, you've been in the game a long time. You've followed it. 
not very often, Andy, do you get the opportunity to start at the very bottom and go, this is what no. we're going to build. And that's what yeah. I've been able to do, mate. Well, listen, have you not missed a bit out? And what happened to the... Did you not go to Austin, Texas and work there for a while? We started there. We started in Austin. I mean. And then we, we, we started in Austin, but we moved after a year and off to get to Orlando. Because when we spoke right. to the MLS, the MLS was saying, listen, if you are seriously about turning this into an MLS franchise, as they call it, you, you've got to look south of DC because there was nothing. There was nothing down there. So we ended up in Orlando. And um, as I say, that was six and a half years, which was incredible. We built a really good club. And then, you know, basically have gone through the same process here. And, you know, as, as if you look at the progress we've made from year one to two to three to four, you know, and last year we, we made the Western Conference Finals. We, you know, we, we got to the sort of Open Cup, which is like the FA Cup the year before. So we're doing things really well. We're really pleased with where the club is, Andy, you know. So onwards yeah. and upwards, but we have to keep pushing it. And um, if we keep doing what, what we're doing now, we're going to make sure that this is a, you know, perennial club that makes the playoffs and is competitive. It's an extraordinary get, story. I get, the, I get the impression. I get the impression, Inchi, that you've made your mind up, you're staying there. And you're not coming back. Would that be right? Yeah, I think so, Andy. You know, I, I, I've been away that long now. Where, where am I going to start if I went back home? You know, and when you look at some of the, the clubs in the lower leagues, I, you know, I think some of the coaches there do incredible jobs under incredible circumstances. You know, the pandemic's probably hit the lower league clubs more than anybody. But uh, mm. no, we, yeah. we've we've got a great ownership, Andy. You know, we've. We just mm. built, you know, a brand new stadium, training facility. As I say, you know, the next sort of three or four years progression of this club are going to be huge, and you know, I want to help shape that and and, and build it in a direction that I think that we can be continually be con- competitive. You know, I was looking at your roster earlier, Inchi, and and I have to say, <laughs> I, I I scratched my head at the decision to trade Darwin Quintero. Was was that a contentious decision? <laughs> Who've you been talking to? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was at the time. Is our top goal scorer and uh, yeah, but it's it's strange, guys, because you know when people tell you about being the manager of a club, people forget if it was about making popular decisions, you you never really do anything. But you have to make decisions that are going to help the club in the long term, and that was what we did. If Darwin was far and away our best player. But the problem was that he was an individual and we couldn't really integrate him properly into any sort of system. But, hey, incredibly talented. One of the most talented players I've ever worked with. And we had a decision to make. He was out of contract. Do we, you know, re-sign him for two more years or do we now go in another direction? And I convinced, the, you know, the directors to go in another direction, which at the time, the only reason you've asked it is because you knew it was contentious. No, no, actually, it's not. I, I promise you, I've, I've dropped. I've dropped lucky there because I, I genuinely yeah. am looking at a host of names. I was looking at some of the some of the football you've been playing. Um, that well, this past season, and he and he wasn't there. And then I looked. At, I genuinely looked at the roster and and saw you traded him, and thought, well, uh, something's happened there. I mean, in in fairness, Ethan Finlay's done really well for you, hasn't he? Yeah, Ethan's done well. And, and, the, and the big one for us, fellas, was we signed a number 10 from Boca Juniors. Now, you know what that means down there in South America. And we paid $5 yeah. million dollars for him last year. And he come in, Andy, and he's been unbelievable. And he does the oddest thing in football. And we all know what it is. 
You either score a goal or you make a goal. That's why they go for the most money. That's why they get paid the most money. And the guys come in and been unbelievable. And he has taken the whole team up to another level. Mm. Now, what we've got to do now is start to put the right pieces around him. And if we can do that, he's only 24. If we can do that, then... You know, we've got ourselves a really special player for our league. You haven't named him yet. But Enchi, I, I, I can't, can I interrupt you a minute, you? Because what I'm uh-huh. impressed with, Enchi, how the hell does Richard Keyes know you one player that plays for your club, let alone a couple? By the way, I, 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 I mean, I'm sorry, Michael Popsall. I, I, I mean, well Vito Manone's been there up until recently. Come on. We all know that, <laughs> hey, don't Andy. we? You know as well as I do, he spent the two hours I was waiting on the line reading up on what the squad was. <laughs> I'll tell you one I really like the look of. Emmanuel um, Reynson. I, 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 I mean, there is a player. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's our $5 million player, Emmanuel Reynoso. And yes. we signed him from Boca Juniors last year. Medfield player, I think you'll find. Yeah, very good. Yeah, a, a, just, yeah just number a 10. 10, Andy, yeah. you know. A ten, yeah. yeah, and 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 we need what those. About, hey. What about Kevin? What about Kevin Molino? How, how's he doing? Oh, no, he's got on the same. Page. Kevin Molino has been traded to the Columbus Crew. There you go. You yeah, should be up to date very very quickly. I'd have got rid of him. And sh- I never fancied him. I was about to say to you now. I'd have got shot at him right away. Well done. Have you still got Especially space? Especially having the MVP season and scoring twelve goals last year. <laughs> <laughs> Have you still got space on your roster? Nineteen out of twenty slots filled. The, 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 on the uh, the information I'm looking at, of the senior roster, we've got two or three signings, eminent guys. You will be pleased to know that the roster will be full in the next couple of weeks. That's very we've good. We've got news. pre-season by the Excellent. way on Monday, so uh, everybody's uh, really excited. That's very good. And shape. And she, yeah. in more general terms, MLS, you talked about it, it's getting better. You, you know, yeah. high profile people like David Beckham getting involved now at the, the very top end and, yeah. and then the MLS. Is it progressing the way they want? Is, is the standard getting better quick enough for everybody oh, yeah. in America? And, Andy, you can't, honestly, you can't, you can't believe the trajectory that it's going upwards in the last four or right. five years. You know, we'd have never been able to buy the number 10 from Boca Juniors. You know, paid 5 million. Teams are paying 15, 20 million pounds for players now. And, you know, when I look at everybody, there's new stadiums. There's three brand new stadiums coming in next year. You know, so it's, it's an incredible... It's an incredible place to be at this moment in time because the growth in the game, not only on the field, but off the field, is going through the roof. And now we get into, you know, we've got a new coach, the national team, a fellow called Greg Berhalter, who I believe is a top, top level coach. And when you look at the young players, Andy, they know the Pulisic, uh, Weston McKenney at UVA, yeah. Brent yeah. Richards at yeah. Bayern. You know, you, you've got you know, Alphonse Davies, the kid at Bayern Munich, who's, I know he's Canadian, but he's come through the system here, and Gio yeah. Reyna yeah. at, at Dortmund. This is a brand new era for a new group of players. And, you know, when Brian McBride was playing and Tim Howard and, you know, Claudio Reyna, they had that really good purple patch. This is the next stage for us. And honestly, the, the, the 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds are really some special players. And, the, the, you know, the, the expectation for the national team has probably never been higher. And obviously, wow. this, now this, group, this group will probably be, Andy, I would think, the 2026, when the World Cup comes to the States, 
this will be the nucleus of that team because they'll all be in their mid-20s. Wow. They're all playing for big clubs. So exciting times. It really is. Just just back on the Quintero trade, Inji, and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, we, we got Hairston in that deal. Here we go. Did, did, did he deliver what you were expecting <laughs> him to do? Oh, yeah, he did. He, he, he took us... He took us from, he gave us headlines. He put us on the back page of the newspapers. He, he put us on MLS, the website. He was, because he scored incredible goals. He was, he made it, made goals. But he, at the end of the day, we just decided that at his age, 32, 33, we thought we're going to move in a di- different direction, get a little bit younger, yeah. get a little bit more athletic. And it proved to be the right decision. Right. And is Sean McCauley still working with you? He is. He's in the room next door, listening to you. <laughs> is he? Good. I've always thought you you need a good assistant, Keezy. Uh, Keezy, well yeah. done, son. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at a recent contribution to a, a, a publication here. Uh, Sean McCauley says of the coach, he still shows off a bit. He still thinks he can play. The mind's there, but I don't think the legs are. <laughs> Wait, Rich, Richard, we should hey, talk about Keezy, when, you when were, I joined Everton. <laughs> Keezy, you were talking about... Keezy was then talking about the ex-assistant Minnesota United coach, Sean McCauley. <laughs> honestly, I'm so, I, genuinely into you. After everything you've been through, it, it's so good to hear you as buoyant as you are. Um, family good as well, I understand. Mm-hmm. Daughter lives in Ipswich, does she yep. not? Yeah, she's down there. and She's back in Manchester, actually, now with Will. And my, my son's playing football down in Miami. Um, so got three grandkids now, but hey, life's good. Will, Will we should guys. identify as Will Keane, yes? Yes, twin brother of Mike from Everton. Um, yeah, ah, so, of course, eh? you know, we've kept it in the family, so uh, football all round. But no, life's good, guys, you know, especially, nice, I think we're all, fortunate, we're all fortunate, aren't we, with what's been going on the last year or so to be yeah, very doing much. a job that we all love and everybody's fit and healthy. And Harrison's playing where? Miami? Yeah, he's at Miami FC down in the, in the USL, yeah. Fabulous. Oh, that's great. Well, that's, that's I, I think, know. the catch-up. Can we now talk about um, our, our primary reason for calling, which is um, Everton? I mean, between the two of you, what a week it's been, eh? Well, yeah, it's about time, wasn't it? The, 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 the win at uh, Anfield. It yes. It was an awful long time ago that we were talking about that. But, uh, no, it was a great weekend. And, obviously, the news about the stadium whether you're, you know, pro or anti the stadium, it's great news that they've got it passed. And, uh, you know, we've got a great manager. We've got uh, got some good players. And I think for the first time, I think Andy will probably agree that there's, there's a lot of really good things happening at the club. And um, if we can continue to bring in some decent players, because I think that's going to be the next important thing to mm. add to this group, you know, and then uh, we'll see where we go. But we've certainly got a manager who can win. He's proved that if you give him the players, yeah. he can win. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Angie. For me, I think what we haven't got right for a, for a few years was recruitment, and it's also oh, important it's a in game that you get your recruitment right. Now, I think what Carlos done, he's brought in a level of player um, that's that's been better than we've had, and and they seem to have settled in the vast majority of them. But what impressed me, Angie, are you talking with your coach's hat on now? I just thought the manner of how he set us up, the way he nullified. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and Andy yeah. Robertson, who are the prime suppliers of what pretty much what an awful lot of what Liverpool do. The way he set up the three centre-backs to cope with the three front men so that the two yeah. centre-backs could look after 
their two fullbacks. I, I just thought everything they did about Rounder was sensational and always having the threat. You see, I don't know about you, but I, I, was, I was a bit worried when he picked James Rodriguez, I have to tell you, because I thought the game might yeah. be too quick for him. But, it, what, yeah. but he played his part by setting up the goal early on. So you can't argue with anything Carlo did that night. No, he was, I, I think the blueprint's been there for a few weeks. You, you, you know, when Burnley went there and defended deep and got plenty of bodies in and around their front three, you know, mm. Brighton did the same. What what I can't believe many teams haven't done, Andy, and I know it sounds easy now, is when they Liverpool play their three front men, they play them in between your back four. So it was when your fullbacks yeah. leave early, there's big old things to run into, and he took that away. Yeah. He said, okay, Trent yeah. Alexander-Arnold, you will be the responsibility down that left-hand side of Dinya. On the other side, that will yeah. be you, Seamus. You deal with them. Yeah. And now the back four Correct. can stay intact and have the extra body against their front three. And he did a great job of it. Yeah, it was good. How far do you think, how far do you think, yeah, I mean, Carlo can take us now, Everton now. I mean, the news of the stadiums is great news. And, you know, I, I think there was a lot of people thought that this is pie in the sky and it might not happen. Well, hopefully it's taken a stage. Well, further. Can, can, can I just, I sorry, I, Andy, I, I mean, I don't want to pour cold water on this, but there is another hurdle yet. And I that is that doing. Robert Jenrick, who is the Secretary of State um, for the Ministry of Housing, uh, Communities and Local Government, has yet to give it final approval. Now, you know, that, 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 that's not a done deal. It's to be hoped that that's the direction in which the club goes. Um, but, but they've still got to find, they've still got to fund it. And, and, and that's an issue. Um, yeah, getting over the line as far as planning was concerned, great. Um, but, but if it is part of liftoff, then, then the future is, is all of a sudden very different, isn't it? Well, it is. But I, I think also, Rich, if, if, you know, you look at the regeneration of that area of Liverpool, we've all mm. lived there. Mm. That part's been neglected mm. so long. And if we can, you know, the club can build a brand new super stadium, they're talking about 15,000 jobs, regenerate all that area with shops, etc. It's got to be a good thing, surely, for the city. I, I, well, I would like to think so, but that doesn't necessarily follow that a Tory government might agree, does it? Maybe not, but well, I think, I, I think I would, well, I'm going to err I mean, on the that, side of positive. I think it will go through, and too. I think it could be a catalyst for the club to move on. The big one, Andy, is, and you touched on it earlier, no matter who you are, whatever level you play at, if your recruitment's no good, you can have the best manager yeah. in the world. And recruitment hasn't yeah. been good enough in the past. And now all of a sudden, there's, you know, they brought people in, I think, actually can play and compete at the highest level in the Premier League. The next three or four yeah. signings are going to be huge. Because what we don't want to happen, and I think I'm talking for every Evertonian here, is spending half a billion on a new stadium, but then you can't put any players on the pitch. Yes. You've got to be yes. able to do both at the same time. Well, I think the tough thing is doing both at the same time. But if you're asking me, what do I want to see first from Everton? I want to see a team first. I couldn't give a monkeys where they're playing. I mean, I could <laughs> in generally. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if I'm watching a team qualifying for the Champions League and contestantly win a title in the next three or four years. Or do I want to see that? Or do I want to see a team wallowing in 10th and getting a stadium built? I, I, I think it's a tough call for me. And, and I, I want to see a team winning stuff before I want to see a, a stadium, a nice new stadium with, with a team not good enough to play in it. That's my only problem with that. I, I think you're perfectly right in what you're saying. I think everybody would have said that same. And the other thing, and I think this is so important, Rich, you know, I I I I can think of Wenger, Mourinho, that Philippe Scolari talking about the atmosphere at Goodison Park. Mm. They've got mm. to maintain something. They've got 
I, I've never, I'm, I've not been fortunate enough yet to see the uh, Tottenham Stadium, but everybody tells me it's fabulous. They've kept it really tight and compact. The one thing for me is, if you're going to move stadium, you better do everything you can to try and recreate that atmosphere because, you know, in America it's a bit like saying Wrigley Park or Fenway Park. We're going to knock it down. Well, you better have a good explanation yeah. why, and you better come <laughs> up with something that people go, oh, now I see why we've done it. And I think that's going to be the really important thing for the club. Yeah, Inchi, let me take you back to. Inchi. Uh, sorry, Andy. Sorry. Let me let, let me just change direction. Uh, I, I want to go back to Santa Monica. Uh, when was it, Andy? Twenty ten. And we sat in a bar, all three of us. And you made the point, how many of today's footballers would get into the great sides of the 60s and the 70s? And that stuck with yeah. me. I've, 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 to the point where by last night, I was thinking about it again. And you know what? Uh-huh. There aren't that many still, are there? Well, I, I think the, the greatest generation of footballers for me was late 60s, 70s players, the ones that a lot of guys I grew up watching. And when I look at, if you went back to that Leeds team, I always say this, you go back to the teams Liverpool had, even Everton, Harvey Ball and Kendall, really? You know, England's right back, England's left back, England's goalkeeper, England's centre-half, Brian LeBone. You go through all them eras, and I know the game's changed, and hey, it's changed incredibly for the better in most parts. But I, I look at some of the players now, when I look at best Lauren Charlton and all these people at Man United, you know, <laughs> Liverpool. Hey, we, it was it was an incredible era for players, wasn't it, guys? Well, you if see, you I, think about I, it. I, I, I texted Andy earlier. I said, just put just put your mind to it. A, a greatest Everton eleven, for instance, just off the top of my head last night. I went Neville, um, uh-huh. either Stevens or Tommy yeah. Wright, but, but, you know, either or. Uh, Brian LeBone has to go in. Ratters probably because he captained a very, very good side. Ray Wilson, World Cup winner. Paul yeah. Harvey Kendall. I'm sorry, Reedy, but but the Holy Trinity. And then <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not happy. Joe Royal or, or Sharpie. Uh, Alex Young. And I want a winger. So I was, Young, I was kind yeah. of thinking, well, you know, maybe Dave Thomas, who most Evertonians have probably forgotten all about. But, you know, there, there's, there's, there's nothing from the modern era, is there? No. I, I, and, but I said this to you that night. You were on about it in Santa Monica. You go through all the clubs now. How many how many players get in Liverpool's great team of Anton Lawrence well, and Doug Lee? I, I, well, yeah. I did well, that. Well, that's, that's a better one. And she let me tell that's a better one to judge than Keezy with an Everton. Everton have not had the success, really. So it's hard to justify putting any of the modern-day players in the team. But let's say this Liverpool side have won the Champions League and they've won the, the Premier League after 23 years, whatever. So how many players do you think, Inchie, from this Liverpool side that won the league last year would get in the great oh. Liverpool side that you were talking about. I put They're two in, by you. the way. There you go. I put two in in mine. I'll give it to you in a minute. Well, I tell well, you, I know who your I two would be. Th- I think. I, I, I think Allenson's a very good goalkeeper. I know he's been bad the last few few weeks, and he has cost him goals. But I think since he's yeah. been at Liverpool, he's been excellent. Whether I'd have him enough to be better than Clem is another thing. Certainly, Lawrenson and Hansen play all the time. Van Dijk, people might go, okay. But in terms of the, the, the length of period of time that Anthony and Lawrence have delivered for Liverpool is incredible. Tunes gets in, 
Doug Leach always gets in. Yes. Ian Russ gets in. Yes. Hey, yes. I agree. I, I, just, I, <laughs> I well, agree. There you I'm go. Six or seven there, and I'm not even really thought about it. See, I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll uh, give you, you, put, you must put Terry Mack in. Well, Terry Mack could be in there. Twenty goals a season from midfield. Let me just put. Let me just give you mine, Andy. As exactly. again, I sat there last night. I went Clem, Phil Neal, uh, Hanson, and Van Dyke. I know that's two left footers, but we'll deal with it. Robertson, who I think's been magnificent for them. Uh, Stevie G. Terry Mack, Sunes, John Barnes, Russian Dalgleish. There you go. Nothing from the... D- 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 <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Hey, hey, by the way, I'd even forgot Barnsley. Oh, what a player. <laughs> what a player. No, and, and by the way, I remember I remember being out one night and Kenny Dalgleish saying he might think Barnsley might be the best player ever played for Liverpool. Well, there wow. you go. There you go. Wow. I mean, what a player. Yeah. Manchester United, oh. uh, Schmeichel. Uh, I'm going Dennis Irwin uh-huh. at right back, uh, Vidic and Ferdinand because uh-huh. I want Everett at left back. Three in midfield: Keane, Scholes, Robson, and up top Dennis Law in the middle. Ronaldo right, best left. Beat that. No chance. No Bobby. Hey, no Bobby. No, Bobby Charles. no chance. Scholesy, infinitely better. <laughs> hey, Andy, what time up, is it over there? Told him he's not what? good enough. <laughs> Andy, what time is it over there? Yeah. Have you been out early for an early one? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, think about it. Think, Bobby Charlton. Yeah, no, Bobby, no, Bobby Charlton. Charlton. No, we get sometimes we get a bit, we get a bit romantic about the past. Scolzi, no. the best player the Premier League's ever player. seen, has to be in the middle of Manchester United's midfield. Has to be wonderful footballer. No gigs. No gigs. No gigs. No, well, instead of best, no chance. No That's chance. Lord Charlton. Well, well, I've got Law yeah. in. I've got Law and Best in. I love, I love Robbo. I love Brian Robson. I love Robbo. But you can't have Robbo in before Bobby Charlton, surely. Yes, you can. Because Robbo's going to give you ah, that. Bobby Charlton, listen, you talk to Dennis Law and he'll tell you even now how many times he thought that, that there was an opportunity and then Bobby would, whoosh, you know, Rosette. Yeah. Oh, Rose, yeah. yeah. Not Ro- very Ro- often. Rose this time, and then one in the top corner with his left foot, and then one in the top corner with his right foot for his 20th goal of the season. And so, 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 connect, so, are you, are you, are you putting him in instead of Scolzi? No, 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 say, no. I might put, I might put Scolzi in alongside Bobby Sean. Oh, then, okay. then you've got to leave either best Law or Ronaldo out. No, 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 no. You, you oh. put Charlton in your midfield. Then leave exactly. Keane out. No, leave Robbo out. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, the point is that, that why is it <laughs> that so many modern-day players do not get in our best-ever 11s when, hey, when they've got everything going got for them a, now? I've got a question for you. I've got a question for you too. Go on. Are you leaving Fred out? <laughs> are you... Are, are you, are you, are you <laughs> <laughs> are you leaving McTominay McTominay and Fred well, oh my god you see this is what I mean why yeah. is that Inchi why why is it well ah, I, I, right. in terms of in terms of individuals I, 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 I keep going back to it when I grew up even at Stoke City and places like that players I, I, I grew up watching individuals who could turn up Aaron Hudson would get in any team in the modern in the Premier League now correct Anything yes. in the Premier League now, he would get in the field. Yes. Wow. And yet, nobody, nobody even talks about it. But every club had players like that. 
Yeah, you know, I remember saying to you, but Don also Rogers I did. Was playing I think, for, Don Rogers yeah. was playing for England when he was playing at Swindon in the third division. Swindon, I know, I know. But here's one for you then. There's a, I would say, if you're looking at great teams, if you look at teams now that have come on, how many Manchester City modern day players then would get in their best team? Because there must, there must be what they've done over the last five, six years, whatever it is. They must have a few up there batting to get into the. What was the last great Man City team in the 60s? Mm. Yeah, 70s. So, but yeah. obviously, Colin Ball, Summerby, they won the. When they won the, uh, yeah, what did they win? In but the, the modern, the modern city team that would be full of modern day players, I think. Uh, Kyle, probably uh, it would be. Uh, the Bruna, Walker or Book? Huh? Walker or Book? Hey, Tony Book used to be able to do the scissors when he was sixty-two years of age in training. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad we yeah. called. Yeah, of course, yeah. I'll tell you something else, just again off a tangent, Inge. I had no idea until I was looking through the records today that you spent time at Aston Villa. Not me. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Well, I actually got there. I came. I went there and came back from Spain, started the first two games, and did a, did a hamstring for the first time in my career. And that was when they went on that, Sort of 21 game undebeaten run when they finished. Was it second, Andy? They finished with under Graham Taylor. Yeah. When it was when yeah. it was David Platt and Ormondroyd and a little Tony Correct. Daly and you know Kent Nielsen at the back. They had a good team. And then I had the opportunity to go to Man City with Howard again. So upped and left. But uh, no, it was one of them. I didn't. I hardly played at the Villa. I think I played nine games and all. And um, but it was as Andy will tell you, a great club and. Great to see him back in the uh, in the Premier League where they belong because the Premier League's a better league with the likes of Aston Villa in it. And the other the other the other one, Andy, which which I, I didn't realise, um, I, I was obviously on Merseyside at the time, Inch, when you arrived. Um, didn't realise you'd worked with Howard previously at Stoke, and obviously that's where he pulled uh, at the time as he described new Kevin Keegan from. But I, I had no idea of that. Hey, here's a story for you. Hey, I was looking after Howard Kendall's boots at Stoke City, and they always said to me, <laughs> if you get the opportunity, I'm going to, you know, and I go on to management. I want to be a manager at Everton Football Club. I'll take you with me. So I always tell this wow. story. I get, I get there, Andy, the second day, and the, the, the echo, Keezy, the what? described me as Did a you the what? The yeah, paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Come on, then. <laughs> I'm trying come to tell you a funny story. Yeah, okay, so we're with you. We're with you. Right. Okay, go on. So, so, so the echo described me as a, as a cross between Alan Ball and the Golden Vision. Oh, my goodness. It's all in August, <laughs> and it went across between Alan Ball and the Golden Vision. And looked at me and goes, you're going to have to be some player, son. <laughs> I thought, oh, no pressure there, man. So going there for all that money and not playing very well was not really much of a cross between Alan Ball and the Golden Vision, you yeah. know. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, it got better and, uh, you know, the rest of the day is history. But uh, I'm sure Andy will say that we, we were fortunate to play in a, with a group of guys that was... Um, Probably the the envy of any player. I wouldn't change that group of yeah. people. Forgetting players for anybody. Perfect. Great. No, great, not me. 
hundred percent. Great group of guys to play with and to be with. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed catching up, and I'm really sorry that I got again um, the sums wrong this morning. <laughs> but I'm working from from sort of Middle Eastern to the UK from there, and then anyway, I'm I'm glad we finally got it together, and and I'm so pleased it's going anyway, as well as Keezy, it is for you. Anyway, Keezy, don't worry. I would have given Inch a chance to clean his drive anyway for these few hours he's been waiting on us. So don't worry about that. Hey, listen, while we're on here, I've got one quick question Go for on. you two. You're out in the Middle East here. How's this World Cup going to go down? Sensational. I promise you. Absolutely yeah. sensational, Inchi. Do not believe what um, a whole raft of, of, of British media has fed you for as long as they have. And and, and, and listen, uh-huh. I get it. I understand why 2018 was the one that they'd set their heart on, didn't get it, went to Russia. Uh, therefore, 2022 um, uh, was, was, was their target. Um, I, I'm looking out of a window on a, on a glorious evening, and she, temperatures will be about 22, 24 degrees. Uh, stadia are magnificent. Infrastructure is, yeah. is mind blowing. Um, pe- people in this part of the world, uh, despite what you're fed, generous. Um, honestly, I cannot speak highly enough of 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 the country and of of what I believe will be the best World Cup. Ever, my, my, I, I can see four stadiums from where I'm sitting at the minute. Uh, yeah, I, I that's mean, right. You can that's watch. Right. You can watch three games in a day. You can arrive as a as a yeah, team and stay in one hotel for a month if you're lucky enough to be here. It's funny, actually. I, I was yeah. talking to Arsene Wenger for being sports this week, and and Arsene said, "What a missed opportunity that if we thought, if we seriously give it some consideration, and and it would take a lot of people to agree to something quite different." How wonderful it would have been to start a season in 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 the UK in March and end in November, and and then we've got a you know a World Cup in in December. Um, it, it it could all have been done, but as as for a World Cup, honestly, and I, the allegation, Andy, I'm sure you'll say the same thing. Ah, oh, we you know they they pay you, so you're going to say that. I don't have to. I say it because it's true. No, it we, will don't. Be sensational. we don't. We don't. No, listen, listen, Angie, we, we've lived there for eight years and uh, we've watched a country grow up, basically, a country be built um, and towards the, 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 the league. And I, I, like, I, I kind of say, listen, I hear a lot of people talk about Qatar and Dohan, whether it deserves a World Cup. Make no mistake about it, it does. And it's gone out of its way to show it does. What I will say is anyone who has a doubt, come and have a look. And then once you've been in, then make a judgment on it. But I agree with it. Yeah. I think the World Cup will be will be fantastic. And I don't think you have to worry well, about it. Well, I anything. think I, I I think I speak for everybody on the outside is we're all due, we're all ready for it, aren't we, with what we've just been through. And I just want it to be mm. the success mm. that the World Cup is. And if it brings the world game to that part of the world, mm. who knows where it's gonna go. So like everybody, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait for the World Cup. I love the World Cup and you know, looking forward to it. Let's I mean, go. so so many of the guys, Inchi, that that you would know. I mean, uh, press, um, our, our mates in the press, and I, I, I've said to so many so often, come and see us. Come, and, you know, the the only the only thing anyone's ever asked of you here would be tell the truth, just just tell people what yeah. you see, and and I always get the same response. Well, I can't, and uh, why? Because that's not the editorial line of the paper. Well. Yeah. Then, then what's the yeah. point? You know? exactly. I mean, it's this, and, and every yeah, time, and and it's it's so tedious. Oh, yeah. you live in a country where homosexuality is illegal, really? 
no, it's twenty, yeah. you know, twenty twenty one, and, and right. if that is the case, yeah. I've seen no evidence of it in the time I've been here. You know, it, it's 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 myth upon myth. Um, it's it's a fantastic, vibrant little place, and I, I I genuinely think it will be spectacular. And and anybody around the yeah, in the states there, you can tell them that as well. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to bunking up at Shay Keys and Gray's Pad because the season will be over in uh, America, and I'm going to enjoy coming over and ruining your two or three weeks in the sun. Inchi, I I Inchi, extend that invitation Inchi, you to you now. You won't ruin it. You'll uh, enhance it for me, son. I will take Inchi, Andy, <laughs> if you have Reedy. Oh, God, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Can we not toss for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know you always, hey, you always get the right... You know who's having the best bet there. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Inchi, I repeat what I said 10 minutes ago before we went on. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Honestly, great hey, to talk. See you later, big man. See you all. Yeah, Take care, guys. Son. Thanks, pal. Cheers, Thanks, Inchi. Mate. Brilliant. What a good, what a good guy. I say it every week with people that have joined us, Andy. Oh. What a good guy. Um, a nice, so nice to talk about what he's doing, and 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 he he sounds so buoyant, doesn't he? Well, he is. He is, Richard, because he, he's such a bro. I mean, he's. He, the league below the MLS that they played in last year, he'd, he'd been coaching a year for the two consecutive years prior to getting into the MLS. And they had such a fantastic season this season as well. I'm amazed he hasn't had more column inches in the UK um, with what he's achieved as a Brit abroad, so to speak. But, you know, he went there, as he said, committed himself and his family to, to go to the States. And I have to say, you know, there are players who surprise you. I never got the impression he was going to be a coach, but then... He became Reedy's assistant, Howard's assistant, Reedy's assistant. I think he worked with Reedy for a bit as well. And now he's got on his own there. I think he's done an absolutely sensational job. It surprised me to be man, he, but he, pleasantly surprised. He'd have done us a turn, Andy, at Coventry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that that didn't work out. Yeah, he would have. Um, he would have. Uh, champions, uh, talking about World Cups in Qatar, just a couple, briefly, I'd like your thoughts on a couple of stories this week. Champions League final mm -hmm. could be held in New York as UEFA plan a drastic change, including 36 teams from 2024. You see, there you go. That's the uh, 39th game, isn't it, really? That's what the Premier League or yeah. Scudamore was trying to get over the line all those years ago. Was Said it would them, happen, yeah. and it looks like it's going to. But that would be quite something, wouldn't it? Would you be for or against? Well, so the Champions League final yes. in New York. Yes. The, so the, 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 the tournament that involves Europe's best. Yes, they're going to take the final from Europe and play it in North America. That's correct. As they do the Italian wow. Cup, okay. which we've seen played here in Qatar. Yeah, yeah Italian Cup. Uh, I get it. I get National Cup, Keezy. But this is, this is a European. This is a European title, a European trophy. No, not for me. I, I, if we can't find a stadium that deserves a Champions League in Europe, then we're doing something wrong. Of course wrong. we can. But this is, this, is another, this is a conversation we've had so often. This is another step in the direction of the game becoming more worldly, if you like, that 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 I, I, you know a, a, an extended World Club Cup under FIFA. The, these are all for me. We won't be around to see it, but I, it's, for me, it's the direction it's going. This t taking a Champions League final to New York. I mean, what a very clever marketing ploy. I, 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 
you know, it's an inevitability, I think, that, that we'll go in that direction. Uh, well, not not for me. Sorry. Uh, I, yeah, you're right. We won't be around. And probably I won't be because I, I just don't get it. Uh, I get the odd game come going there from Premier Leagues and other leagues and playing there. And the odd Super Cup final, maybe going somewhere it shouldn't, uh, or a, a country it's not <laughs> it's, playing in. But a major, <laughs> a major tournament, the biggest European club tournament there is, we take it from Europe and stick it in South America, in North America for the final. No. no. And that'll be interesting to see how many people will be allowed to go and watch that who want to from Europe. The two teams that actually well, want to play there. It, it will probably be the same as go now, but 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 obviously UEFA, FIFA, American delegates, you know, audience for the rest of the world. That's what we're looking at now, isn't it? There's only one way to expand what we've got, Andy, and that is to look beyond our borders. Um, and that's yeah, a but, very good way but, of doing but it. If, not careful, if we're not careful, Keezy, though, we're going to expand this. And if it's an elastic band, eventually you can expand an elastic band. Yeah, you can keep stretching it and keep stretching it and it will go and it will go so far. And then one day... <laughs> You're quite pleased with that analogy, aren't you? <laughs> I am quite pleased with that, actually. But um, that, that's, that, that's what worries me about football. Yeah. Is that it suddenly snaps, and then, oh, where do we go from here? Yeah, I know I understand that. Uh, all things being equal, ho- hopefully, hopefully, if if it is the case that it's only the last day of the season that supporters are allowed back into grounds, I, I do hope that that is the case. We've all waited long enough. Um, never mind sporting integrity. Uh, there'll be a club somewhere, I'm sure, complaining about... Um, uh, that is an issue uh, were it to happen. But I just think we want people back in the grounds, don't we? Well, speaking as a Rangers fan, I'd love to Ibrox to be rammed when we get presented with the 55th title <laughs> in our illustrious history. That would be that would be extremely welcoming for Rangers fans. Uh, so in that respect, that would be fantastic, easy. I guess every club would like to say hello to their fans um, before the season comes to a close and, or thank you to the fans for their patience. 55th? 55th. Not first? <laughs> Get off. You got, you're, you're, listen, you've upset hosts of fans up and down the country. <laughs> right? Now, you don't want to go upsetting Rangers fans as well. Especially when one of them sits beside you most weekends. <laughs> right. I think that's uh, ju- just about it. I mean, brilliant talking to Inchi. I'm glad we got him involved as early as we did. Um, if yeah, you want to get in touch, uh, do please at Keys and A-N-D, Keys and Graypod. Uh, you can follow us on Insta uh, and Twitter um, and wherever you get your, your pods from. Um, uh, if you If you subscribe, then obviously we will arrive on a regular basis in time for you to listen on most Saturday mornings, that is. And now you've found us, tell your mates, thank you for wherever you are in the world joining us uh, and, and keep it coming. I, I, I in, in parting, Andy, wish you all the very best for the weekend because I know you're under the knife. Thank you, sir. And I, I hope that yeah. we're able to talk to you next Friday. Oh, well, yeah, I would suspect you will be definitely talking to me next phase, son. I'll be up and about. I might just have a quick fitness test, but I expect myself to be ready for action next phase. <laughs> I'll speak with you then. <laughs> See you. All right, Paul. Ciao.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.